And we're joined on the line now by market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Oh, hello. Last of the morning to you, Sakina. It is freezing outside. Well, it certainly is, uh, but of course, uh, people will do anything and everything to keep warm this morning because you have to. It really is cold out there, and the rain also is not helping. Clive, it's it's Janet here. I just want to repeat a tweet that uh, Jeremy Clarkson (laughs) put through earlier on this week, and you've lived in the same place he comes from. The the tweet was simply, people of Johannesburg, this is not cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Clive, you'll have to explain that sometime. (laughs) But while you mull over that... Yeah, whilst you mull over that, let's take a look at what the stock market's doing. Asian stocks climbed, Clive, and that's erased weekly decline. Uh, but you have bonds in the region rebounding as investors wait the outlook for monetary easing in the region. It has been a tough week, hasn't it, Sakina? It's been very, very difficult to actually um, understand where the money has been going, despite the fact that we know uh, we've always been told that we must follow the money, but it's been very difficult to trace it. I mean, the biggest story, uh, I think, uh, contributing actual facts to the Asian market, I think, has been the story of China. It's been absolutely amazing. The Shanghai Composite Sakina, it's up 150% since September. It is up over the last 93 days uh, by 60%. And also look at the, looking at the, the Hong Kong Stock Exchange as well. It has been doing relatively well. It is up at the moment by 0.5%, and that's why the MSCI Asia Pacific is standing now up 0.3% into the positive. So a lot of things that can be said, but a lot of uh, investors at Kina are worried about two things, about this amazing Chinese story, this Shanghai Composite, that has gone up by 150%. They say, how strong will their momentum continue? The last time they saw the stocks really this high was back in 2008, and we know what happened shortly afterwards. It declined, but only by 20%, and it started to rise again in 2011. So people are still very worried that sometime, somewhere down the year, somehow, this particular uh, story is going to come to an end. Mm. And what's going on at Twitter? I see the CEO, he's been under pressure there, of course, and that pressure is continuing to mount for him to exit. If you don't know how to tweet and you want to tweet... <laughs> You're going to have serious problems. Did <laughs> Costello, Sakina, mm-hmm. this man was, had promised so many things. He had come in there and told a nice story about how he's going to uh, change Twitter, how he's going to impress investors. He was really smooth talking. You know, like, look, this guy who knows how to share that, eh? he was very good. He was telling the nice story, and everybody was loving him. Unfortunately, he has done very little to impress investors. In actual fact, at some point, the stock started declining um, after he had promised to do some reforms, which never took place in any case. So everybody has been talking about him. Twitter themselves on Twitter. Can you imagine being fired by, by people who work with you? Huh? <laughs> you work with these people, they fire you. Yeah, but but Twitter, who's supposed to fire you then, Clive? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> Twitter, tweet, tweet this, fire Dick Pastor. This is very unfair. And now he's gone eventually. He's going to leave at the end of June, unfortunately. And there's going to be a new CEO being announced by the 1st of July. Sad, but interesting. And then um, that Greek soapy continues. Now, the IMF, they walked out uh, during uh, that meeting uh, when the European Union gave an ultimatum to Tsipras. What's going on there? 
You know, if, if there was a story to be told, I mean, I think this must go, somebody must start a circle around this particular matter. Really now, Sakina, I'm being serious. Um, this is what happened. There's a guy called Donald Tusk who represents the union, uh, the European Union. He's actually the president. He was tasked, excuse the pun, <laughs> to go into this meeting and actually tell the Greeks what they have to do. Tsipras arrived again without a tie, saying that he can't afford one. And then he said to him, look, we need decisions, not negotiations now. There is no more time for gambling. We are sick and tired of your going back and forward and kicking the can down the road. These were the ultimatums, Sakina, the three of them. One, submit a serious counter-proposal immediately. Two, you must include pension and vet reform. And three, present a plan within the next 24 hours. How serious is that? If mm. somebody by the name of Donald Tuft told me these things, I'd be very scared. Wow. That, that really is tough. That really is tough. But, but what do you think is going to happen there, Clive? Because 24 hours, really? Are they able to basically abide by that? But we know, we know Tsipras, no? He likes to <laughs> What he's going to do is he's going to somehow buy himself more time and come back and try and sell another story. But for now, Sakina, let's be happy that at least maybe something will take place and maybe he might afford it time. And by the way, I was, talk- I was seeing some tweets here, uh, some guys actually, uh, it's the 12th of June and they're already out of money. So don't blame Tsipras. Okay, if you say so, we'll take your word for it, Clive. But, uh, of course, yeah, it's the weekend and it's cold outside. It is a lovely world weekend.